Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today from Ephesians chapter 2. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is our text. So what makes something a work of art? That's a matter of opinion for the most part. But I think probably everybody would agree that these are works of art. Mona Lisa, statue of David. On the other hand, only a grandparent would consider this to be a work of art. And I'm not sure who would say that about this painting, although I suppose somebody would. But I'm pretty sure nobody would say that this is a work of art. (laughs) Except that's not really true. The guy in that picture is included in St. Paul's description of all Christians when he says that we are God's workmanship. That means that, yeah, I am a work of art, and so are you. But what does that mean, really? And what difference does it make? Let's see if we can find out this morning by taking apart Ephesians 2, verse 10. We do that on on your sermon outline. Pretty much the whole verse is is printed out there in in various stages, so I encourage you to, uh, to look at your sermon outline. We've talked about being God's workmanship. The next word in Ephesians 2, verse 10 is that we are created. And really, I think we'd probably say recreated. God made us, and then he remade us, recreated us in Christ Jesus. That fact is is highlighted by a rather strange statement that occurs twice in today's epistle lesson. Paul tells us we were dead. Wait a minute. We were dead? How does that work? If somebody came up to you and and said, I used to be dead, what would you think? That's an incredible statement beyond comprehension or belief. Exactly. That's the point. We were dead helps us to realize God's tremendous power and his amazing mercy in bringing us back to life. We were dead, not sick or weak, as if there were a chance for us to get better. We were dead. We were dead in our sin, face down in it, until God came to rescue us, to re create us. Now I tried to come up with a polite and inoffensive way to illustrate this, but I couldn't do it. There's just nothing polite or inoffensive about our sin. So picture the most disgusting thing 
you can think of, something that's so gross that, that you don't want to be close enough to even see it, let alone touch it. And that is how our sin was to God. And yet he did not abandon us in it. Rather, he came to rescue us from it. And he didn't wait for us to start to move away from our sin and, and maybe meet him halfway. He came all the way here. He picked us up, cleaned us up, using the precious blood of Jesus to do that. Which is exactly what, what Jesus says in our gospel lesson today with that very familiar verse, isn't it? God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And here's what that means. Not only are we lifted out of the mire of sin, we are lifted up to an even higher level. That's what Paul says. He tells us that God raised us up with Christ and then he says he seated us with him in the heavenly places. Now, I think we're ordinarily used to thinking about heaven as a place where, where we will go. And it is that. But St. Paul tells us there's more than that. It's not just that we will go there. It's that we already are there right now. God is constantly giving us glimpses of heaven. If only we will recognize them. Right now, while we're still on this earth, he raises us up to the heavenly places. We're there now, even though we're still here. So while things around us can and, and most certainly do go wrong, problems and, and heartaches swirling around us, pressures at, at work or home or school, in the midst of all of that, we are with Christ in the heavenly places. No problem or pressure can change that or overcome it. Our Lord's promises and comfort and peace are touches of heaven while we're still on earth. And all because we are God's workmanship, his work of art. But there's something more to this, and I don't want us to miss it. it it's, it's something that's very unique. Most works of art are created just to be seen, or maybe to be listened to, or, or to be enjoyed in, in whatever way. The works of art that God has fashioned are also meant to be very functional. And that's what we mean in the sermon outline when we say that, that we are created for good works, not just to look good, but also to do good. We were created in Christ Jesus for good works. Sometimes we wonder what that means, though, don't we? What, what kind of, of good works? Or, or we decide, I can't do it, it's, God's asking too much. Maybe that's because sometimes we confuse good works with great works. Very few of us can do great works. But any one of us 
can do good works. And that's what God calls us to do. Which brings us to point number two in the outline. We're not only a work of art, we are also a work in progress. We're still learning how to do this. But I still think that too often we make it more difficult than it has to be. Notice how St. Paul concludes our text. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has made the path. All we have to do is walk that way. The really hard work has already been done. I'm going to show you a little video. It's a homemade one. So quality, you'll just have to accept that. But I think it helps to make the point. It's of our dog, Bailey, doing the thing that he loves to do the most, even more than eating. He loves to play Frisbee. Now, girls and boys, don't worry about whether or not Bailey catches the Frisbee in this video. He will catch it if I throw it properly. The problem is I don't always do that. I want you to notice the path that he takes. He made that path. It took him a long time. He ran up and down those hills quite often till finally the snow was packed down and so the going was quite a bit easier uh, than it had been before. Now think about what God has done for us. Bailey had to make his own path. We don't have to. God has prepared the way for us. But are you, are you noticing something else? He gets off the path sometimes, doesn't he? Usually because of the way I throw the frisbee. But as soon as he goes to get that frisbee, what does he do right away? He gets back on the path. That's something for us to do as well. There are all kinds of things that, that take us off the path that God has prepared for us. He constantly calls us to come back on to the path. Here's Bailey after we're done. The path is there, but it still takes effort to go on it. The same thing is true for us. So what is the path that God has prepared for us to walk? And I'm picking up on that word walk. It's used seven times in the book of Ephesians in the, um, in the English Standard Version translation of the Bible. That's the, the translation that, uh, that we use at school and that we started using over here. Seven times Paul uses the word walk. That's the way it's translated. Three times he's talking about walking the wrong way. Four times he talks about walking God's way. I've listed those in your sermon outline. You can look those up. But I also want to uh, go a little bit deeper right now and look at some other examples from the book of Ephesians of good works that God has prepared beforehand in which he wants us to walk. I'm going to leave these up there for a while and then we're going to add a, f a, a few more. But, but as, you're, as I'm talking, you can, can kind of let your eyes go up and down that list. All of these right from the book of Ephesians. Maybe there's one or two of them that kind of stands out for you. Now remember, we're still a work in progress. When we walk, we will stumble. When we try, we will fail. Don't let that get you down. Don't give in to the kind of thinking that says, well, I'm a sinner. I'm going to sin. 
rather live with this attitude. I'm a forgiven sinner. I don't have to sin. Not all the time, anyway. Sure, we sometimes stumble, but not always. We fail sometimes, but not always. God has prepared these good works for us to walk in. Now all we have to do is do it. Did you, um, did you find one or two that, that kind of caught your eye? I'll, I'll let you uh, think about those at all. Maybe they, maybe they caught your eye because, oh, I, I am okay there. Or more likely it caught your eye because, oh, maybe I could walk that way a little bit more intentionally. Let's add a few. Just again, these are all from the uh, book of Ephesians. You can find more. I just pulled out some of them. Submit to one another, by the way, comes from Ephesians 5, and that talks about how husbands and wives are to relate to each other. And then immediately after that, St. Paul talks about how parents and children relate to one another. There's enough on, on the screens right now, and, and plus the ones that, uh, that we had to move off because of space. But you can pick one or two or, or ten of those and, and work on them perhaps every day this week. So, there they are, all ready to go. All we have to do is do them, because we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen.